Welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast, hosted by nutritional coach Jessica Tai, where we are dedicated to promoting health and overall well being through nutrition, specifically the ketogenic diet. We will provide you with all the latest science in nutrition, interviews with experts in the health and wellness field, and answer all your burning questions so you can find optimal health. This podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice and is to be used for informational purposes only. Please contact your doctor with any and all medical questions. Now here's Jessica. Good morning and welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. This is your host, Jessica Tai, nutritional therapy practitioner and holistic practitioner, wellness educator, just really love connecting with people person. (laughs) I love it. I love being here every week with you guys, and I'm really excited to share this week's interview with you. I have just been putting out so many interviews lately. I've got a bunch more backlogged. um, I shouldn't say backlogged, but a bunch more waiting to come out as well. Um, Some really good ones that I can't wait to share with you guys. But today I wanted to share this um, particular episode with you specifically um, because it's very timely. This particular person who happens to be my husband is also keto and has been um, keto now for with me for like two, two and a half years, I guess now he has been. And um, he's got his own perspective on being keto and how he eats and how he does things. But um, the kind of the timeliness of this is he is also an author. As of last week, he just published his first book and it's doing phenomenally well. It actually debuted in the top... Um, I think he was in the top 25. Um, anyway, he hit the Amazon bestsellers list um, in his first day on uh, that it was out. So um, it was very exciting. It was fun to watch it keep climbing the charts. And um, I'm really excited to share it with you today because uh, while the topic is not keto for his book, it is very applicable to life in general. So um, my husband and I are both entrepreneurs and um, have you know, different businesses. This podcast is certainly um, not, I don't really use this podcast as a business for me per se. It's um, just a tool that I started to be able to reach more people and get some information out there for you guys and started pretty rocky. It's hard um, to learn. I mean, this is a, it's a skill and it's hard to learn this skill because you really have to kind of learn it on the job, right? Like you just have to start recording. You just have to start somewhere and you kind of fumble through and learn all those things. And I certainly, and by no means have I learned everything with podcasting, but um, you know, it's, it's time consuming and it does cost a lot of money to put out podcasts. Um, I know for those of you who don't have a podcast, um, it may seem like from the other side, like, man, this is just, I mean, you just record, right? You just record it and you just put it out. And I wish it was that easy, but of course you have to have um, somebody that hosts it for you, uh, like a site, you know, you have to pay for that and you have to pay for the equipment to record it. And of course, time is money. So you're putting that time into it every day. And, and like many podcasts out there will advertise, they will have advertisers on. And I have not done that yet. I don't know if I will in the future or not, but that's how a lot of people pay for their podcast as they allow um, people to advertise or they'll do advertisements and 
break into the podcast or do them at the beginning and the end and whatnot to do that. And I think that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but I'm trying to avoid doing that. Um, cause I know sometimes I get really frustrated listening to all of those, um, ads throughout the, the podcast and you kind of hear the same ads over and over and it's like, all right, I just want to hear the content. So, um, anyway, so I'm, you know, working on all that, but so I put this out there just for your guys' information, just for you guys to be able to listen and hopefully share some things that you don't know. So I hope that you are enjoying the podcast. I'm sure that everybody could critique um, different things about it here and there, background noise, I talk too much in the beginning, I say um too many times, whatever your critique is. Um, but I appreciate those of you who leave positive reviews and who reach out to me to let me know that you love the content. I really do appreciate that. I am human. I know that the podcasts are not perfect and I know they're not going to be perfect for everybody, but I really do appreciate everybody, um, that reaches out and gives me positive support. I just wanted you guys to know that. Um, but in addition to the podcast, which is just basically something I do as like a hobby and to reach you guys. Um, you know, we, we own a couple of uh, several businesses actually, and I am very active in running, um, three of them. I run our vacation rentals, which we have three now. Um, so I am the, <clears throat> I'm the sole person that does that. So, um, I run all of our, our, uh, Airbnb, VRBO rentals. And then I run our farm, which um, is not just a personal farm, but we also use the farm. Um, we do, we host um, schools at our property. We do birthday parties. We um, host special needs adults and children's groups um, for free that we allow them to come out to visit the farm. We do all kinds of special events out here. Um, we've had commercials filmed here. Um, we've had photo shoots done for catalogs here. So a lot of really, it's a very active business. And then um, my main gig is as a nutritionist. So I do have an office that I go to and I do see clients. And as a matter of fact, I have almost always am on a waiting list for one-on-one -on -one clients. I have no, um, currently no availability. My list, my waiting list is about two months out currently. So, um, so man, we've just got our hands on a lot of stuff and very busy. And my husband, um, runs a couple of companies on his own as well as, um, now he's an author and he wrote this book. And I tell you guys all of this just because, um, not to be like, Oh, look at all the stuff we do. We're a little bit crazy. We're a little out there. We've kind of been like this our whole lives. We've been together 20 something years and be married. I think 23 years, 23. Yeah. 23 years this December. And we've always been like this. We're very, um, ambitious and maybe to a fault, we kind of take on a little too much sometimes. But the reason I'm telling you guys all this is I feel like, um, while yes, it's a lot. And sometimes I feel very overwhelmed and I know he does too at times, um, that, our lifestyle, and when I say lifestyle, I mean everything, like the way we eat, the way we work out, the way we interact, the way we're, you know, all of the stuff that we do, our sleep, our stress management, um, it is what makes it possible for us to be able to do all of these things that we do. And keto has been a huge part of that. So we have been busy and had a lot of things going on for many years, but I really truly feel like we were not able to do all of these things 
very effectively until keto came into our lives. And, um, you know, for me, I don't worry about being in ketosis all of the time, though I can tell you when I'm out of ketosis, I do notice uh, less energy. Like yesterday, for instance, was a Monday. Um, I probably overindulged a little bit on Sunday, and um, I don't know if I was in ketosis Monday morning. I did not check. I didn't... Um, test, but I felt like I wasn't, or I was very low on my ketone production. Um, I just was very tired and just kind of lethargic all day. I had a hard time like getting that fire to get going. And I had so many things to do. Um, so I honored that though. And I tried to, I, there were things I had to get done. So I did those things, but I also took some time to just go out to the barn and spend some time that I wouldn't normally spend during the middle of the day. Um, just enjoying the, the animals and the surroundings out there, um, that help me to de-stress and help put me at peace. And, you know, I just, I ate, uh, more meals yesterday than I typically do. I had, I'd felt hungrier than normal. Like I wanted to eat more. So I actually ate three meals yesterday. I did breakfast, lunch, and dinner, which is unusual for me. I usually am just not hungry to eat that often. So I just, you know, so I, I'm telling you guys all this because I just want you to know that, um, that it really does matter the way you eat, the way you live your life, the way you sleep, the way you, um, de-stress, like all of those things together, your movement, um, your mindset, all of that stuff matters. And it's really important to listen to your body. So if every single day you get up and you don't eat breakfast and you work out the same way and you do this and you do that, you go to the office at the same time. If there are days that those things aren't working for you, it's okay. It's okay to take a step back and say, you know what, today this isn't working for me and I'm feeling like I need to do it this way. Or, you know, do less than you're normally used to doing or eat a meal that you normally wouldn't eat or whatever that situation is, that it's okay to do that. You're not breaking any rules. You're not, um, you know, you're not failing at this. Like just do what feels good to you and what, what is honoring to you in that moment. And, um, and if that means that maybe you're not going to be in ketosis that day, or maybe you are, but you're, um, you know, you're going to eat more than what you normally eat. And you're thinking, oh my goodness, I'm eating three meals today. Like, what's that mean? Does that mean I'm not keto anymore? Cause I'm not fasting. I'm not intermittent fasting, you know, whatever, like, just don't worry about those things. And, um, if you, if you can learn to do this and, and really honor, just just recognize, you know, be intuitive about your body and what you need in the in day to day. Then you're going to be able to do more. It may feel like in the moment you're accomplishing less. Like yesterday, I felt like I didn't accomplish as much as I typically would, or as much as I really would have liked to. But in that moment, yesterday, it was important for me to realize that it's okay if I didn't accomplish as much yes yesterday as I wanted to, there's always today. I can pick those things up today and I will, and I'll get some more things done today and that's okay. So, um, just honor that stuff. And, and so when you, you know, when, when you're just think, I just want you to think about that. And so for like my husband who I interviewed today, we're going to, you're going to hear this interview in just a moment. Um, you know, there's a lot of he, this book, what I love about this book that he write, he has been writing this book over about a three and a half year period and um, just kind of finally put the pedal to the metal here in the last six months to really get it out there. But these principles that he shares in this book is for entrepreneurs, and it is a faith-based book. Um, we are Christian 
Christians, and so it is faith-based. But I believe that anybody, no matter what walk of life you come from, can apply these principles to your life. Um, he shares a lot of anecdotes, a lot of personal stories, and honestly, it's hard to put this book down. Um, it's he's really good and relatable. Derek is about the most one of the most humble people I have ever met in my life. He is super successful. Um, he has accomplished so much in his life, but he never makes you feel like that like he never like he doesn't come off like look how successful I am and he's so good at having you like I can't tell you how many of the stories that he tells in the book of course they're about you know his life and our family and things like that but where you read the stories and even though they're stories I know and they're they're my life mostly um reading the stories I'm like man that is so applicable to to diet, to lifestyle, to um, to your work life, to your home life, to relational life, like it's just so interesting, and um, and I think that this could be helpful um, to everybody in every walk of life. And and he talks a little bit in this interview about how really keto has kept his mind clear, helped him be able be able to really focus on this. Like I said, he's been working on this book for like three three and a half years, and while there was not the right season to publish it before I think a big part of why this was the right season is his mind was right you know he's his thoughts are clear and he's been able to um, kind of navigate those waters better now that he is fueling his body properly he, he's not got the you know kind of the sugar and carb um, cloud in his brain that he used to have so um, so I hope you guys enjoy this interview um, before we get to this interview real quick um, I want to share that I have updated the my keto recipe collection that is on my website. So you can still go and purchase that through jessicatai.com. It is only $9.99. And the way I updated it is I didn't realize that I had left out some recipes. Um, there was a handful of them that didn't make it into the book for some reason. Um, and I noticed a couple of mistakes. So I, I fixed those um, and uh, put the new recipes in. So now there are like 43 or 45 recipes in the book and they are awesome. They're again, our favorite recipes. I'm sorry that I left out those others. If you've already purchased the book, please reach out to me, send me an email, jessica at jessicatai.com and I will send you the updated version. Um, so I don't want anybody that's already purchased it to not have the updated version. So I apologize if you did. I'm going to try to figure out a way to send a message out to all of you that have already purchased it um, with the updated link. But if you hear this this podcast and you've purchased it, please go ahead and send me an email so I will make sure that you get that updated version. I also want you all to know that my keto um, understanding and optimizing keto classes should be up and available for purchase, hopefully at the end of this week. So um, these are the ones that are self paced. So it is a six week course and it gives you access to me through uh, my private Facebook group in which I do a live a live um, in there that you can ask any questions you want and participate that way um, once a month that is done. And then I also will do bonus Zoom calls once a month where you can jump on that call and we can talk face to face. And that is all included in the price of the class. And that is like forever. You will be in that group and can use that. So 
So, and then you can always post messages and comments in the group, and I will um, I monitor that group, so I always answer those questions and get back to people. So look for that by the end of the week, and then don't forget to jump on and get my free resource. It's my seven-day workbook for getting you started into keto. So you can sign up for that, and that will be emailed to you. It's a beautiful PDF, and you can print that out, and it's just beautiful, and that will help you get started, and that is totally free. So I hope that you guys are enjoying those resources that I'm offering to you. Also, you can start checking out the YouTube channel. I am putting these interviews, um, the ones that are recorded also in video, like this one and the one with Debbie Potts last week, those are on my YouTube channel. So if you want to see us, um, our faces as we're talking, or if you just prefer to listen through YouTube, um, that is great. You can do that now for a lot of the podcasts. Those will be um, coming out um, periodically on there. And I'm going to try and ramp up the video production on there. So I'll put some more um, tips and quick videos about keto and nutrition, etc. So um, I hope that that is helpful to you guys. So without further ado, let's get to my interview with Derek. All right, Derek Ty, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm real good. So um, this is exciting. It's kind of weird because the last time you were on the show, you were on this side of the mic with me. Yes. We were conversing together and now you're like on the other side of the screen. We each have our own like Zoom account now. It's like we were each podcasters. It's a whole new world now. We've arrived. Yes. So I want to catch up with you and let my listeners catch up with you, which they may be like, what does this have to do with keto? Well, first of all, you are keto. But so I want to talk about that and talk about just what all the stuff is you've got going on right now. And, um, and then I promise we're going to circle this around to why this matters for keto. Sounds good. So let us know. What do you have going on? Oh man. So, uh, so, so you started your podcast, uh, two and a half years ago, I think. And that's Mm -hmm. about when we both started keto together. Um, and at that time, you know, I had always wanted to write a book. I'd actually been writing notes for a book and, you know, I've been in real estate for 15 years, been able to, uh, have that be our main kind of bread and butter income over the years. Then we were able to get into the rental properties, which was kind of fun. And I think along the last couple of years, you brought your listeners along, along with our journey on getting into real estate investments and the and kind of how that worked out for our family and the farm and the Airbnb properties. So along that journey, uh, we also uh, were able to uh, kind of get into some diversification of our time, which is always good. So because I feel like I've had some positive experiences with the real estate business and some other entrepreneurial endeavors. I wanted to write this book on entrepreneurship and then how do you integrate your faith and entrepreneurship together. So the book that just came out this week on, uh, or this last week uh, on Amazon and paperback is called the Lord's prayer for entrepreneurs. So that's what I've been up to the last uh, couple of years. So that's pretty exciting. And for the listeners, you can actually just go to my website, click on my Amazon store and you can get the book. It's right there. Easy to find. So it is a really cool book. It's a, it's not a, uh, it's not a super big or long book. So it's an easy read, I would say. And I think it's going to enrich your life tremendously. But so you have a ton of stuff going on. You are a you're running a business, you own, uh, you're, you're a 
you know, an owner in a real estate office, you've got your own team, you have a family, obviously we're doing all this stuff. And I mean, our family is crazy busy and, and I date my wife regularly. <laughs> yes. And in all of this, you still manage to find time to write a book. So I know I'm kind of, I'm kind of leading you here, but, um, how in the world do you, what do you attribute that to? Well, honestly, first of all, I feel like God's given me like supernatural time because on paper it doesn't seem to make sense. If you add in five kids and rental properties and real estate businesses and all that, there, there isn't enough time to dedicate to writing a book. So I know that there's been some kind of supernatural time bending, so to speak, that's happened. So I think also the hours that I do work, I make them very productive. And you know me really well. I only work 40 to 45 hours a week on average. Like I really try to do my best to, you know, leave around seven in the morning, eight, depending on the day. And I'm home by dinner, six o'clock, almost every single night of the week. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, I dedicate more of that time to family obligations and sports and uh, our, uh, you know, church activities, that kind of thing. So I do feel like it's got to be a supernatural time bending experience, but also I do feel like there is a health and wellness aspect to it. I have not been sick in two years, like, like to take me down and out for more than a couple hours. Um, and the time that I am awake and alert and doing business, I feel like, uh, I'm been very alert. Maybe it's the keto diet. Maybe it's just just good genes. I don't know what it is, but I feel like I'm productive when I'm actually doing the work time. It's not just wasted time. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's probably a little bit of both. It's probably a little bit of the keto diet as well as a little bit of you um, having some of your other lifestyle things on point. Like I'm always trying to get across to people to do the make sure that they're doing the journaling and do some time in meditation or prayer and really try to get their sleep down and, you know, kind of do all those things that like get movement and working out, like get some working out in and all that. And I think you do a pretty good job of balancing all that stuff. Well, I, I mean, one thing that I talk about in my book is I actually give people my daily rituals or routines. And so I start my mornings off uh, when I get to the office. The first thing I do is I pray uh, a prayer out loud that I've written that kind of covers my home life, family life, relationships, businesses, kind of like covers everything in prayer so I don't forget anything. And I say it out loud. Um, I also have out loud affirmations that I say. And, you know, those are actually in the book. I actually, you know, some of them are a little embarrassing or whatever, but, you know, whatever. I figure, you know, if I'm doing something that's working, then I want to give the world whatever it is, and then they can pick and choose. So I actually say out loud my affirmations. Then I do uh, do a journaling uh, exercise every morning. So I actually write down kind of the last 24 hours what happened, any kind of major events, how I'm feeling about that. Then I do three parts. I do journal on uh, gratitude. So I, what am I grateful for? Um, what did I learn? if there was any kind of lessons learned from the last 24 hours. And then what did I do well? Because I don't think we spend enough time actually congratulating ourselves on anything we do well. We kind of, for me, I find the 99 things I did wrong and I never really think about the one thing I did right. So I feel like that's kind of one of those things in my life I need to do a better job of is kind of pat myself on the back. And, and actually on the journaling, I do more, uh, I spend more time on the events that happen and less time on, uh, the congratulating myself on stuff. It's just my nature. I just find more fault in what I do than good stuff, unfortunately. Yeah. I think that's all of us really. Um, we probably all 
find more fault than we do positive things. So your, um, so I think that's a really good, good habits that you have going on there for sure. And so talk to me a little bit about your movement and your working out. Like, what does that look like? What do you so do? I'm, so I think because of the keto lifestyle that I'm in, I don't work out as much as I used to. I used to be in the gym three to four times a week, pretty regularly before I started keto. And I had to do a lot of intense workouts to kind of keep up with that. Um, in addition, I was also, I've been playing a sand volleyball every Monday night for 20 something years. So I've been staying competitive in that. Uh, it's, I'm not a like excellent, uh, you know, volleyball player by any means. I just like to do it and it's fun. And now my son's playing with me and these friends I've been playing with for years. So it's a men's league. It's a lot of fun. But the point is like, so I, at least at once a week I've scheduled in, I'm going to play volleyball, which is a pretty high intense interval kind of deal. And then at least one other day of the week, I'm outside um, either doing some yard work, chopping wood, moving dirt, moving rocks, uh, cutting down trees. I try to do something like that once a week. And then I try to go one to three days a week where I, I find some like a 20 to 30 minute time to go to the gym. Usually lately, the last year has probably only been averaging probably one to two times a week of going to the gym. It might even be less than one time a week at this point. So it's not a huge focus of my life to be in the gym, even though I can appreciate other people that do that. But during all that time with all the stress, all the activities, all that stuff, I haven't gained any weight. So I'm actually uh, pretty much back to about where I was in college right now with my weight. And I've fluctuated only a few pounds in the last two and a half years. <laughs> and I would say being your wife who gets to see you every day and um, gets to see you maybe with less clothes on than everybody else does. Where are we going with this? <laughs> I would say that, um, that not only have you probably lost fat weight, but I think you've put on weight and muscle. Like you've always been a smaller framed guy, but I feel like your chest and arms and shoulders have gotten a little bit bigger, which is kind of surprising when you just think about like all the, you know, kind of, um, traditional and standard advice that you hear out there because you are in the gym less. You used to eat like, you know, 16 chicken breasts a day and really focus on all that kind of thing, getting all this protein in and really working out super hard all the time. And I felt like your, your efforts were just, you were so frustrated with the efforts. Mm -hmm. And I feel like since you have been keto now coming up on two, two and a half years of being keto, you have uh, it's like easier for you to put on muscle or at least it's, at least it's muscle sparing. At least you're not losing muscle where for, if you didn't stick to like, Oh my gosh, I have to eat like however many grams of protein a day you had to eat in addition to working out consistently, or you would start to lose whatever you had gained. I feel like that's not happening at all anymore. Yeah. And, and I feel like my waist size has gone down and my chest and shoulders are just slightly bigger. I mean, they're not huge. I mean, you've got that 3D fit scanner. And, and I think you remember when I went to that hardcore 90 day challenge where I, I basically just did a very strict watching my macros. And I normally don't, I'm very intuitive how I eat, but I did very strict keto for like 90 days. And I actually saw fat loss go down by like 10 pounds. Mm. And my muscle mass went up. I, you probably remember that. So that was uh, at the beginning of the year, right before we went on the low carb cruise. And so I saw it with my own eyes, like the impact of just, and I didn't really work out much more. I mean, maybe a little bit more, but it wasn't like I was like hitting the treadmill and doing all this kind of stuff. 
Right. Right. I've, I definitely noticed that for you and, um, think it's really awesome. It was really interesting. Um, this kind of on another note, but I was recording one of my classes this morning and, um, for that class, I have to test my ketones. And I know last night we went to a friend's barbecue and I, um, had wine. I had like three glasses of wine last night, which is a lot for me. I don't normally have three. I can attest to that. Yes. So, um, so I had three glasses of wine and it was funny because I thought, Oh, I'm recording this class today where I'm testing ketones live in front of this class. And I thought this is going to go one of two ways. Either I'm going to have no ketones and I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to confess that I had wine last night and I, I guess it knocked me out of ketosis or two, I'm going to test that I, I'm actually in ketosis and then I'm going to be able to use this as a learning lesson. And um, I was in nutritional ketosis. I tested it at a 0.7, which I had said earlier in the class that I typically am between a 0.5 and a, and a 1 millimole. So you're um, right down that's the middle, yeah. just kind of where I usually fluctuate. And I, I don't give a lot of credence to the, 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 the thought or the people that say, oh, you, the higher the better. Like, I don't believe that because I pretty much stay in the same. I think my body has gotten really, really good at making exactly the amount of ketones that I need because I, I live a very much like you do for the most part. My, I, I'm in pretty much the same routine all the time. Like it's pretty consistent. We pretty much do the same type of thing, pretty much work out kind of the same, pretty much go to bed kind of the same, pretty much eat kind of the same. So your body starts to really hone in on that and it knows, oh, she needs this many ketones a day. So that's what it, you know, it's very good at, at um, conserving. I mean, your body's not going to make extra things you don't need um, as much as possible. So anyway, it was really interesting. And so I did confess that I had wine <laughs> in the glass, but, um, but I thought it was a good testament to the fact that, and I know you do this as well, that when you are fat adapted and you are keto adapted and your body has got that metabolic flexibility that really we're all looking for, that's really whether you want to be keto or not, everybody should want to be metabolically flexible. I mean, that's what we should want. So we can go, you know, between feast and famine and carbs and fat, and we should be able to bounce back and forth and still feel good and be able to get a, a steady energy source at all times. And this really showed me that my body's really good at doing that. Like I had three glasses of wine last night and until pretty late too. And then got up this morning, I had um, water, coffee, and then I was cleaning out the refrigerator and had two of those deviled eggs that I had taken to the party that came home with us last night. I thought, you know, I'm kind of hungry for lunch. I think I'll have a couple of those. And then, you know, here at 1130 in the morning or noon, it was about noon, I guess, I tested and I'm back in nutritional ketosis. So I think that's a testament to what our bodies can do when we put in the time. And it's the kind of the same, I guess, to wrap all this up, it's the same thing I feel like with your working out stuff and how your body is feeling and doing now is that you are, um, you know, your, your body's not, you're not uh, losing the, the muscle and the, and the effort, the gains that you've put into this, your body has, is now able to be like, you know what? Uh, yeah, we're not going to the gym every day, but that's okay. We don't have to use this muscle. We'll just hold on to it. And you know, I'm getting plenty of fuel. We don't need, there's nothing we need to do with this versus when we're 
when we're nutrient depleted and we're not getting what we need, we, we can start wasting muscle. You know, we're not, we're, um, I think keto is so muscle sparing, especially when you're eating clean keto and you're eating good nutritional food and you're able to digest that food. I agree. I mean, it's quality over quantity and it's, uh, you know, even not even just the macros, like we like the organic foods as much as possible and the, you know, the grass fed beef and all this kind of stuff. So I think even that, you're not fighting all these other outside antibody things that are happening. You're just like eating pure food. Mm -hmm. So even if I eat less meals, like I'm not going to eat breakfast, I'll maybe fast or I'll have that fatty coffee. And then I'm going to either fast lunch or eat some kind of nutritionally dense food. And then it's on to dinner where you've made something and I can trust what's in there. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where my equal equilibrium has been, so to speak over the last couple of years. Yeah. And I know with you too, you eat a lot of, um, you eat a lot of fat. Like you, like when we'll have protein or some kind of meal, you really load the fat on there, like butter and all that kind of thing. And that does not seem to have any deleterious effects on you. I mean, you know, yeah, so anybody, a lot of fat. yeah. Cause you hear that a lot where people say, Oh, just because you're keto doesn't mean that you can eat all this fat all the time and you can just load everything up. But I actually think, I think this is part of where the bio individuality stuff comes in is maybe for some people, they need to watch the amount of fat that they're eating and they do need to be more cautious. They can't just overload it. But for someone like you, who you, you are very, I think metabolically sound anyway, going into this, you, I don't think you have a lot of metabolic dysregulation anyway. And then you are, you have always been kind of a smaller person. You you weren't genetically maybe predisposed to being um, heavy and mm -hmm. you know overweight. So, so just um, being able to really, um, you know, you're able to to have more of the fat and really be able to give your body that. And then watching the epigenetics, like watching the expression of how your genes, you know, how they're expressing through your lifestyle and your sleep, your stress, like those types of things. I feel like this has been just a really awesome. Uh, way of life for you. Like, I feel yeah. like you're winning at keto. <laughs> well, thank you. I feel like it is a lifestyle for me because even, you know, and I know some of your listeners probably do this, but every now and then I have a piece of pizza or I like on a weekend, I'm going to have some chocolate chip cookie dough. That's just like horrible for me. And I know that, but the next morning I bounce back up and I'm good. You know, I just try to kind of just like, Hey, that was a little indulgence and I'm going to move on. And, and I try to make 99% of the time effective as possible. And if it becomes 95% or 93%, I'm still, it's like my goal is, you know, 99. Like I'm giving myself a little margin of error. And I don't know if that's going to be a Saturday or a Friday, but I try to not make it every day, you know? Right. And I also think that you um, don't, don't indulge in the like uh, cheat day thing where yeah. we can sometimes start to have like one thing that's a quote unquote cheat or something that wouldn't necessarily keep us in ketosis. And then you can go like the whole rest of the day or the whole weekend where you're then eating that way versus I, I feel like I notice you often I will just have one thing. Like you'll just have one little thing. Like maybe it's a movie night and uh, the kids have popped popcorn and we're making treats and they've got all this stuff and you'll just have one piece of cookie dough and then you don't eat anything else the rest of the movie. Like you're just, it's like this one little thing versus just going crazy. Yeah. Well, maybe you only saw one. Maybe, maybe I ate two. <laughs> 
Maybe you did. Maybe I need to pay more attention to you. Maybe I'm, uh, I was hiding the second one. <laughs> that would not surprise me. You're tricky like that. Yeah, sometimes. So that's good though. You So you've got a lot going on. This book is super exciting. I know yesterday, I think yesterday was, was it yesterday or the day before was your launch day? So officially it was Monday. So uh, I mean, was- I guess it, and then Tuesday I made it public. So Monday okay. it went live, Tuesday I made it public. Okay. Because we... It's hard. I can't, I have a hard time remembering like how the days sometimes, but so, um, okay. So yesterday, I think, or Tuesday, we were talking about watching you climb the charts, which yeah. was very exciting. So where did you end up at on this? The highest, the highest part I got to was in my category was number. So Amazon does a best selling authors ranking. You get a number. So it'd be one to a million, whatever, how many books they have. And then they do by category. So I picked the category of um, Christian books that was that were also about business or professional development. So that's the category I'm in. So out of the whatever, how many thousand books or whatever, I got into the top 100 at the beginning of the day, which actually puts you on what they call officially the bestsellers ranking list. So then I actually got to show up on the page with the other bestsellers. And then it went from 96 to 77 and then 67, 56, 46, 40, 37, and then 35. And then it started going back the other way again. So <laughs> but I did get to 35 for a brief amount of time. So um, the Amazon bestseller list in my category number 35, really happy with that. That was, I think that's super awesome. I mean, that, that I would be thrilled with that. That was, I think that was so cool. So having our conversations back and forth yesterday and going, oh my gosh, you're what number? Like, that's crazy. Like just- It was a lot of fun. Yeah, even just to see you on a bestsellers list at all was really cool. Yeah, so. I'm very thankful because I have a pretty good uh, network across the country of people that I'm in business with. And a lot of them texted me and messaged me like very encouraging, like, hey, I saw your book, I bought it. And, um, you know, a couple of people that have been on this podcast, actually. So I was very um, grateful for that. And people that I've had on my podcast as well, which is um, something I started, I guess I didn't mention earlier, I did start a podcast, Kingdom Business Breakthrough, about uh, entrepreneurship and and faith together. But uh, so I had people on my podcast that also wrote endorsements for the book that got to read it early. And they uh, also texted me with pictures of them getting the book and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, this is, uh, it's pretty exciting. It's a big, it's a big deal. And I think that, I just, I just really wanted to emphasize a lot of just knowing you, knowing your lifestyle and just seeing that, you know, you can just wanted to be encouraging the people that you can do these things. And, um, and sometimes it can feel overwhelming, especially I know for myself, if I am, if I'm in, you know, into the carbohydrates and sugars and all that stuff, everything is harder it's, it's like, it's like you're walking through mud all the time. Like it's just, it's, everything's more tiring. Everything's more irritating. Everything takes too much work. It's too hard to get your brain to focus. But when you're keto and when you've really got this lifestyle dialed in, it's almost like anything's possible. And you definitely took that. You kind of definitely ran with that, with this book, because that was one of those things that's like, really, you're going to write a book right now? (laughs) Well, even you didn't probably believe me I was going to make that happen, right? Well, I mean, we just moved, literally just moved into our new house, completed a major renovation here, buying another property, another vacation rental, 
like getting, we've got work being done on the farm, new fencing and stuff going in, new buildings, you know, whatever. It's just all, all the, kids the stuff. moving schools and it's moving yeah. schools, new sports season starting out. I mean, there's so much going Five on kids, yeah. at my business. You know, I've got new classes coming out. My keto recipe collection just launched like there's all, it's all this stuff. And I just thought like, really, you're going to throw a book into that. Like how in the world are you going to do a, make a, you know, write a book. Like, I mean, it's like, you've been writing it for years, I know, but to actually put pen to paper and like put it into a book and like have a, you know, a publisher, like actually publish that book and like come up with the design of a cover and like going through all that stuff. It was a lot. It was a lot, but I feel like you handled it really, really well. And you, you managed, there were no, there was no screaming, no gnashing of teeth, no crying. No. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Right. So, and I think the other thing you mentioned earlier is just not being tired. Like, I think if you are truly, uh, an efficient, um, um, processor of your body, metabolism, everything's working, you don't need as much sleep. So I know some people like, you know, make fun of like, uh, you know, you know, famous people and say they only sleep four hours a day or six hours a day. And sometimes there's freaks out there that can get away with that. But for the normal person that needs eight hours sleep, like I feel like I can do really well on six to seven. And I've learned that over time that if I want to squeeze that extra hour out of the day, either working a little bit uh, right after the kids go to bed, or maybe it's getting up early and trying to do a devotion or read my Bible or do something that kind of gets my day started and not feeling like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, I'm just now getting started. It's like, no, I got started at 545 or 645 or whatever. So now that we have five kids and they all have different school schedules, um, starting at 545 is kind of mandatory for our family. So it's like, you just have to do that. But I don't feel like I'm dragging in the morning. I just get up. It sucks for that first few minutes, just like anybody else. But then you're just, I'm happy I got up early usually. Yeah. Same here. It's a, uh, I mean, usually I've got a ton of work done by like eight thirty, nine o'clock in the morning. I've got a huge bulk of things done because I work more efficiently in the morning. My brain's more going. Most other people are not in the office yet. So you can get a lot of stuff done mm -hmm. and, uh, and just like shoot a bunch of emails off. And I usually try to tackle all my emails that first hour and then I can get on to what I want to do. And I don't have to worry. I know I've already hit those emails and I can come back to them in a few hours. So I think that's, um, that's been really helpful to me too. So, and I agree it's, you need less sleep and, and I definitely, um, you know, I had my little, um, definitely had like a little carb, uh, I don't even know what you want to call it overload or whatever last weekend. And I felt major difference trying to get out of bed in the morning, like just like more, so much more tired, didn't feel rested, didn't feel like it had, you know, like I had gotten any sleep. And when you get back, when you are registering ketones, when you're in ketosis, when you are, when you're fueling your body that way, it really is easier. I mean, I'm not going to say when my alarm goes off at 545, I'm jumping out of bed, like, you know, a big smile on my face. But yeah. like you said, within a couple of minutes, I'm like, okay, I'm good. Let's go. You well, know, I can, can I say something about that? Like when I see you, if you have too many carbs, I can tell just in your attitude and your uh, just demeanor and your friendliness and your short temperedness is it just things like that change. So if anyone's out there listening to this podcast and they've like thought about this lifestyle, if there's one thing I could tell you is what if you're not doing it for you? What if you're doing it for the rest of your family? What if you're doing it for your coworkers? What if you're doing it for your mom or your sister or your brother or your kids? Like what if just having a little bit more patience, a little bit more um, energy, a little bit more uh, understanding and 
like I always say that there's this synapse of time that happens between a stimulus and your reaction to that stimulus. Okay. So most people are literally like, you know, finger to finger, edge to edge. As soon as something happens, they have an immediate reaction to it. They haven't created any margin because their body's already like taxed out. But what if you could take your, your synapse of time and make it a second or two seconds or five seconds and, you know, you don't want to be that uncomfortable pause person when someone asks you something and you're just staring at them. So obviously there's a moment of time where it becomes awkward. But if you could even just slow down time for a second, and I feel like that's what keto has done for me is it, that brain clarity, mental clarity, people don't understand. Like if you've never had this before and you're just living in fog and cloud, you don't really know what you don't know. I'm telling you right now, what happens is it's like time slows down. You can process what someone said. You can think about what's an appropriate response. and then probably say, no, that wasn't an appropriate response. Check another thought and go, yeah, that one's better. And then, cause usually your first reaction to something is not the right one. Like we all have these knee jerk reactions when something happens and it might be a bad word that comes out of your mouth. It could be um, like a, just a, a physical action that happens to you or someone cuts you off and you start cussing out like th that our brains are so closely wired. If you could take a second to process what happened make it a, like a, an actual wise decision about how to react and then react appropriately. Think of how much better your life would be if you just made that one change. Yeah. And I, I think that's so true. I was actually talking to uh, someone a couple of days ago and they had, they had posted this, um, this little saying and it was, I think I'm a nice person until somebody cuts me off in traffic. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's true, right? Like I'm paraphrasing. It was, it was worded better than that. But basically, that's the truth. Like you can, you can think, oh, yeah, I'm a pretty good person. I'm pretty nice to everybody. But then as soon as somebody does something to you that, that elicits an immediate reaction or response from you and that, re that reaction or that response is less than favorable, like you're saying, mm -hmm. you're like, shoot, like I'm not nice at all. Like that was mean. But I, just that example alone, I noticed that like those tendencies for me, so much less when I'm in keto. I am, I mean, I can tell when I have ketones for fuel because I will be in traffic like, whatever, like, come on in, like, come on over, you know, you just cut me off, whatever. Maybe you're having a bad day. You know, like you just, it does slow down that, that reaction, that like, the that fight or flight offensiveness to everything. Right. Like yeah. it does. Well, yeah. And I think the other thing too is kind of on the other side of this. So we have the immediate reaction side, but then we also have, most of us have anxiety because of all the things we're not getting done. So mm -hmm. like, if you're like most people, uh, sorry about that. Like if you're like most people, you do not have like a to-do list that ever gets done to done. So what, what I found is that people have this huge list. It keeps getting bigger at the end of the day at the, they go to bed at night and they're going, Oh my gosh, I didn't get all this stuff done. So what I've also been able to do is not only get more stuff done, which is kind of part of the fulfillment, but the second part is, is have peace at the end of the day that I did everything I could do. Like mm -hmm. to me, it comes down to kind of a spiritual exercise is where I'm saying, God, I did the best I could today. Yeah, there was all these other things I could have gotten done, but I didn't. I'm going to have peace in the results that I got done today mm -hmm. and then help me get done the most important things for tomorrow. So it's like part of this lifestyle you talk about is not just what you put in your body. It's how you think. It's a mindset. And the mindset has to be, I'm at peace with what I got done today. And then I'm going to be at peace with what I get done tomorrow. And then just God help me with like prioritizing what those things are. Because we might think they're one thing. And he says, nope, that's not the agenda for tomorrow. Here's your new agenda. And it might not even make sense logically. 
until years later, we might go, yeah, that was actually pretty cool that that happened instead of that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a really good point. So that's awesome. I'm so glad that I had you on here today and got to talk to you a little bit. This is, uh, this is great that I get to see you and talk to you in the middle of our work day. This doesn't well, happen. Well, this is the most beautiful person I've ever seen for, a, for an interview. So thank you. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Thanks, honey. You're so sweet. Well, it is um, been great to have you on here. I will put all the information in the show notes for the listeners. But before I let you go, just tell everybody where they just, they can't wait for the show notes. They just have to go right now. Where can they find you? Where can they learn more about you? So my name is Derek Ty and DerekTai.com is my website address. That's all of our family businesses on there. So D-E-R-E-K-T-Y-E.com. So our real estate companies, our Airbnb properties, um, links to your businesses, everything's on there at DerekTai.com. And then if they want to uh, go to my business coaching page, which is under construction, it's ugly, KingdomBusinessBreakthrough.com. I'm also on Facebook. Uh, Instagram handle is uh, actually my new one is a Kingdom Business Coach. So if someone wants to follow my Instagram, uh, I usually put like a scripture or motivational thing on there. And my podcast is at Kingdom Business Breakthrough. So if you're any kind of podcast, um, you know, service you use, if you put in Kingdom Business Breakthrough or Derek Ty, should come up. Mm-hmm. As awesome podcast, you've got good, you know, short, concise interviews. People can just, you know, what's your average podcast link? link? Um, they vary from 10 minutes to a half an hour. Yeah. So that's an easy, easy thing to listen to, to listen to on the way to work, whatever. And uh, you've got a lot of great um, ideas and thoughts there. And you've interviewed a lot of really good forward thinking people. So it's, it's good. Yeah. I want to, there's two parts to the podcast. One is to motivate people and give them inspiration, but also to encourage people that they can do things that are bigger than what they think they can do. Yes. That's awesome. All right. Well, it's been awesome to talk to you in the middle of our day and I guess I'll see you in a few hours. So thanks for being on here. It was great. And then thanks for all you do for all your listeners, because I get a lot of compliments from people I work with that listen to your show. And just for the record, I do uh, brag about you a lot. So, (laughs) Yes, I know you do. (laughs) All right. Thanks for being on here. All right. Bye. I love you. All right. So that wraps up this week's episode. I did want to um, just really quickly come back on here and let you know that if you are interested in getting a copy of Derek's book, The Lord's Prayer for Entrepreneurs, Unlock Success and Build God's Kingdom, um, that is available on Amazon. And um, I should say, and build God's kingdom through your business. Sorry, I left out the last part of that. But um, you can go on Amazon. You can get there through my page if you would like. That's the easiest way. It is in my list of products that I recommend, of course. And so you can go to my website, jessicatai.com, and click on my Amazon storefront. And that will not only give you access to his book um, right there, easy to find, but also all of the products that I recommend and that my family uses. So if you're looking for coffee, or supplements or um, snacks or baking mixes and other books that you can read and all those types of things. Um, Those are all in my Amazon storefront. So you can know if you find it in there that it is from a trusted source that that it is good to go and you don't have to worry about it. All right, so I hope you guys enjoyed that interview and I look forward to talking to you again next week. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed what we share with you today and are looking forward to the next episode. 